Hello everyone, my name is Mike Sternberg. Today we'll be taking a closer look at Matthew chapter 14 verses 22 through 36. So thank you for joining me. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for your son Jesus who spent time on this earth healing and teaching, but maybe more importantly, spending time with people that needed him most and showing us how to love everyone. I pray that you will use this time today to teach us all about your power and what it means to go through storms in this life and to help us all remember who is in charge. We ask that the Holy Spirit guides this time, and may the words I say today be from you, and anything not from you, quickly forgotten. In your Son Jesus' name we pray, amen. So to recap what's happening lately in our passage here in Matthew, uh, we are continuing to tag along with Jesus and his disciples as Jesus is going around preaching and teaching, loving and healing, and rubbing some people the wrong way. And changing many lives forever, of course. Jesus continues to get mixed reviews from his teaching. Many positive reviews from people healed, forgiven, and transformed. And yet many negative feelings from those religious leaders in the area at that time. They thought they had it all figured out. They thought that the law of God was more important than the words of God. They were too busy trying to obey all of their 613 laws and looking at other people's sins that they completely missed Jesus and his message. Probably just like me sometimes. Sometimes I'm too busy in this world and I miss seeing Jesus. Father, forgive us when we miss seeing you. Well, the passage right before ours today has Jesus feeding 5,000 people. Probably more than that, actually, if you include women and children. Uh, He's got bread and fish and he feeds 5,000 people. That's crazy. So then we head into our story and we pick up in Matthew 14, verse uh, 22. So immediately after this, Jesus made his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. Afterward, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him, they screamed in terror, thinking he was a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. It's all right, he said. I am here. Don't be afraid. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you by walking on water. All right, come, said Jesus. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he looked around at the high waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and grabbed him. You don't have much faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. The news of their arrival spread quickly throughout the whole surrounding area, and soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. The sick begged him to let them touch even the fringe of his robe. And all who touched it were healed. So, again, we start with um, saying that today's story, I, will, I should start by saying today's story is actually one of my favorites. There are so many analogies, and it's so applicable to my life. And it's a very nice, blunt, and direct object lesson for Peter and his friends and all of us. So today we start with Jesus basically saying, All right, you disciples get in the boat. I'm going to go get these people out of here, and I'll meet you later. But then we read in verse 23, there's a little change of plans. Jesus uh, decides to go off by himself to pray for a while. 
Everyone needs a little quiet time, even Jesus. So the first advice from our passage today is to make sure you find some alone time. And notice what Jesus does with his alone time. He talks to his father. So maybe a challenge to us all today is to carve out that quiet time with God every day. I know I need to do a better job of that. Moving on in our story, verse 24, the disciples were fighting those heavy waves. And truly, one of my biggest questions from today's story is, how long were they fighting those waves? Jesus did not help them avoid that storm. I'm sure they wished he would. We all wish Jesus would help us to avoid storms. But sometimes he lets us struggle and fight those storms for a bit before he intervenes. And to be honest, I don't like that. Nobody really does. So it's three o'clock in the morning. The disciples are fighting the storm. They're tired. And they scream out of fear because now they think they see a ghost. Not a good time out on the lake. But it's Jesus. And he says, it's all right. I am here. Don't be afraid. Have you ever had any moments in life where you hear Jesus say those words to you? I am here. Don't be afraid. I will say, I love Peter. Peter challenges Jesus by asking for a sign. Really? Peter, the man just fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and a couple of fish, and you need another sign? Well, I guess I'm a lot like Peter. Maybe that's why I like him. Jesus, just give me a sign if you want me to, I don't know, talk to that person or invite someone to church or maybe meet that person in their time of need. And I'm sure Jesus thinks, really, Mike, another sign? You need another sign that I want you to do this stuff? So Peter says, give me a sign, Jesus. Prove that it's really you. I notice when he gets out on the water, Peter's doing great. He's keeping his eyes on the prize, right? He's, he's looking at Jesus. And then he looks down, and down he goes. The waves and the storm around him challenge his faith in Jesus. Storms do that to us, too. My faith feels so strong when all is good and sunny. But boy, when it starts sprinkling a little bit in life, little problems here and there, and then some real rain, then that crazy wind, and unfortunately at times a hurricane of losing a loved one, or maybe a tornado of financial struggles, or a tsunami of relationships breaking apart, or other weather analogies. Of course, that's when we really need to keep our eyes on Jesus. I have a note written in my Bible here, so these are not my words, but probably a fancy sermon I once heard that said, will I look at the waves or will I look at the walker? And I like that. Will I look at the waves or will I look at the walker? So yes, Jesus stops the storm in our story. But when does he stop it? He doesn't stop it right at the beginning. You know, they go through that storm for a while. He stops it when he gets into the boat with them. Why not before? Well, obviously, he wants to teach the disciples who is really in control and to remind them that he is with them in the storm. And that's the first time when the disciples said, oh, my goodness, you really are the son of God. And they praised him. It's the first time recorded that the disciples claimed this, that they believed he was the son of God. And it was the result of a storm. So if I connect those dots, it leads me to believe that going through my own storm may actually strengthen my faith, even though I don't like those storms. Another title in my Bible for this passage says, Master versus Mess. So again, am I going to keep my eyes on the master or do I want to focus on the mess? The last little piece of our reading today talks again about Jesus healing people. 
So they get out of the boat in another little town. The news spreads quickly that they're around there. And um, once again, people run and flock to Jesus. And they're trying to be healed. A lot of them only by touching him. But here's what I wonder. Rather than just a quick scene change, I wonder how the disciples are reacting once they get there. How does Peter act? Is he telling everybody about what he just saw, about what he just did? What did Peter think every time for the rest of his life when there was a storm? And I'm sure there were plenty of them when he was on the boat or doing his day-to-day things when there's a storm. And he remembers, wow, I walked on water during a storm. The disciples' excitement must have been at an all-time high, realizing Jesus was the Son of God. What a rush. What a ride they were on. And it's not done yet. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for your word. Thank you for the ride you took Peter and the other disciples on, and thank you for letting us be a part of this ride. I admit I am a wave watcher in this world. So many waves. I get overwhelmed. But I have seen you calm the storm, and yet when the next storm comes, I oftentimes forget it. I also look back, and I have seen storms that you did not calm. But I know you were there with me, watching me as I watched the waves, never completely letting me go under those waves. I pray today for people that are in a storm right now. Please help them feel your presence and know that you are in control of everything. We may not always be happy with the way storms affect us, but we know that you love us all and will carry us through those difficult times, even when we don't feel it. We love you, Jesus, and we pray all these things in your holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. May God bless you so that you may bless others.